0: A recent poll by Gallup shows that 85% of workers worldwide hate their jobs, and they especially hate their bosses. With the average person spending 90,000 hours at work over their lifetime, there's no wonder depression and anxiety are at an all-time high. I've managed to successfully run away from corporate America and all of the stressors that came along with it. I now get to work my dream job or shall I say dream jobs, and live my dream life of being a world traveler. Now, I'm the most unlikely person to have ever pulled this off, and it has been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. But through it all, it was worth it. One thing I've learned throughout my entrepreneurial journey is that things are not always as they seem, hence the birth of this podcast, Dream Job, Dream Life Podcast. Here, I speak with self-made entrepreneurs about the making of the dream, the risks they take, sacrifices that they make, the close call stories, the things that you probably won't see on anyone's Instagram live feed. I'm your host, Tally Love. Let's talk about it. Hello, guys. This is your host, Tally Love. I am so super pumped about this this is episode one of my new podcast dream job dream life yes um it is a product of my blog pretty brown nomad i'm super super pumped and excited about this um this is the second time i've produced a podcast the first time i produced a podcast i went through a lot to make it happen um it was very uh stressful as far as making it you know a thing and uh I ended up getting rid of it about six months ago because the topics were heavy it was just a lot wrong um this time I have decided to make my podcast just a compliment to um the blog that I run, I run a travel blog, Pretty Brown Nomad. For those who don't know, hello, I guess I should kind of half introduce myself. I'm just jumping right in. But um, I decided to make it kind of a product of the blog and to not put so much pressure on myself to put myself on this schedule or to make it uh, anything great. So with that said, I'm happy to be back with a, blog, with a podcast and introducing myself and the whole premise of the podcast and to kind of get you set up and to tell you all about it and tell you why you should be a listener to this podcast and who it's for. So basically, this is an opportunity for me to talk to self-made entrepreneurs, people who have created dream jobs for themselves that gives them a dream life, that life that they dreamed of, that thing that they always dreamed that they wanted to do. Um, what makes our show unique is that we're going to talk about the process, how they got there. We're going to share stories of things that they've gone through to get to the other side, some of the feelings and emotions that we go through um, as entrepreneurs, uh, some of the times are the challenges that we may have had that tried to stop us, and so it's it's wonderful because other entrepreneurs can hear and say, "Yes, I can certainly relate." And um, people who want to be entrepreneurs can hear and get a very realistic idea of what it's like uh, when you jump into entrepreneurship. So that's what I'm I'm looking forward to, and I'm super super excited about the launch of this podcast. It's going to always have a certain um, structure and a certain flow that's going to be very consistent. Obviously, different uh, guests will be themselves and, you know, things will kind of sway here and there from time to time. But for the most part, they're going to always come in and tell us about The dreams. tell us about their business, how they serve people, how they serve the world, um, what some of the challenges were as far as getting there are some of the current challenges that they still have, how they overcome, giving us some insight on how to overcome and just how to make it. Um, I consider myself extremely resourceful, which means I'm always able to make a way out of no way and find, you know, that silver lining to help me to push through in that um, i also hope to be able to better communicate with my audience those that follow the pretty brown nomad brand to be able to share a little bit more about myself uh yeah that's the purpose so i'm able to network share others share with others and to share myself um so yeah guys it's uh crazy and so i think for the first episode i just want to tell you a little bit about me. Why not? <laughs> I don't have any other opportunity to tell you a little bit about me. I am 30-something years old, closer to my late 30s. So I'll just put that out there. I am originally from Shreveport, Louisiana. I uh, graduated from the University of Louisiana at Monroe. I majored in what was called family and consumer science, uh, which was equivalent to fashion merchandising and marketing. Um, after that, I... Moved back home to my hometown for a while and I immediately became a buyer. I graduated on a Saturday. That Wednesday, I became a buyer in the casino industries, in the gift shop and spa. Um, and that took me into a buying career where I did some other purchasing, did some multi-level purchasing. And I found myself feeling like I was not being able to be creative enough. I always love to entertain my friends. I always like to throw parties and things like that. And I really wanted to get into events. So I eventually, um, Moved so I know, so I eventually started throwing events. Um, actually, and I used to be what was called a lifestyle and image consultant. I still can't believe to this day that I used to be on YouTube back before YouTube was this big thing. And I remember I got clients that I would go into their closets, rearrange their wardrobes, the whole nine. And sometimes I think, Oh my gosh, if I would have stuck to that, what on earth would I have today? Um But I didn't even realize the power of like consistency and how powerful like people who stuck to their YouTube channels from way back then just to see where they are now. It blows my mind. And to think that I was getting traction and I was actually throwing citywide events at the time and I was getting all kinds of great press and coverage. And so I learned all about press and uh, getting the media to cover me and give me interviews and um You know, I learned about trading and bartering and negotiations. I just learned a lot just from doing that and throwing those events. I threw a lot of community events, a lot of things that dealt with philanthropy, from clothing swaps to tea parties for young girls. I did all of that stuff. It was really cool. And then I ended up selling most of everything that I owned and driving a U-Haul from Texas to San Francisco, California where i did not really know what i was gonna do but i decided okay i want to be an event planner an event manager and so san francisco state university had a um certificate program i'll never forget and people would come in and they were already like either event managers or they wanted to be or what have you and they would sometimes take years to take this course they would drop in every so often when they could come like during the summer for a few weeks or what have you they would you know take their time over a course of years to get this certification i remember whatever happened i happened to go into the office to apply for the certification and there was a program that I could speed myself through in oh gosh I can't remember the number of weeks I don't want to I don't want to lie but there was this number of weeks it's been it's been a while and you would have to come every single day I think even through the weekend and you could not miss a day but if you did these weeks every single day you would walk out with your certification and I remember people were like, you know, it's highly unlikely that you'll get it. Even the application process that I went through, it's like, it's highly unlikely that you'll get in. It's highly unlikely that you'll, you know, get it, whatever. So I go in, I ace the application process. I'm accepted. I go every day. I get my certification. I So here's a, here's a really interesting story. So in the class, I'll never forget, there was a teacher and there was this younger girl and some of us were older a lot of us were a lot more mature I was like mid mid 30s at this point early 30s at this point mid 30s and the teacher kept telling this girl oh you're gonna get a job easy you're young you're cute you're skinny (laughs) she kept saying that oh when you're young you're cute you're skinny you get these jobs and she glamorized it and I will never forget me saying okay I'm you know I'm looking for a job now you know doing my meetings and events um you know I obviously have my own experience as an entrepreneur but I want you know something great in the city of San Francisco it was fresh it was exciting and she said honey I'm gonna be honest with you I've taught this for years and the only place I've ever seen the black girls go is to the Double Tree. so you've got to go to the Double Tree and there you can be like a I don't know I think maybe like a banquet manager or, or something like that and the, the classmates were mortified. They were just like, did she just say that? And I think they ended up reporting her because between her telling me that and her continuing to tell the other girl that she was young, cute and skinny. <laughs> a lot of these people had had it. For some reason, I was not angered by this, but it was just in my mind. Like, "You're right. Yeah, I'm not going to DoubleTree. No offense to anybody at DoubleTree. Not like that horrible thing, but that just wasn't the idea that I had in my mind. So similar to the situation with me graduating from college on a Saturday, being hired um, as a buyer on Wednesday, same thing happened. I finished my certification. Within a week, I was hired as the manager of events for the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce. Um, It was so much fun. Um, Lots of perks. The best thing ever for a new girl, a green girl coming out of the South. (laughs) I will never forget my first day going to work. I'm walking in the city and I get to work and my phone's blowing up and so I'm sitting with my new supervisor and we're going through things and of course I'm just ignoring my phone and finally she says, do you want to check that you want to make sure everything's okay check my phone to find out that I had been pickpocketed on the way <laughs> to the office ah just a green little southern girl in the city it didn't take me long to get get you know robbed or what have you and this is interesting too I'm just I'm just gonna tell you guys it's so interesting and this is how my life goes um so I I leave to go she lets me go to go make phone calls and check on everything and come to find out that the person had taken the card and bought like a couple hundred dollars taken my debit card about a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff at a 7-eleven and also I it showed that they had spent a couple hundred dollars on their BART transportation card, which means, you know, they could take and, and ride the trains. And so the banks cleared everything and took care of everything. And as I'm coming home and I'm going back through the BART station on my way home, um, this guy, this is so weird and so surreal, guys. Now, now listen, remember, I told you that the the banks are telling me that someone had purchased um, a BART transportation card, and they were like, yep, because it was stolen. Oh, I forgot this part. They said because it was stolen, they can put a block on that card so that the person can't ride on it. So even though they think that they have a couple hundred dollars worth of free transportation, they will be mistaken and find out that the card won't work now that you've reported it. So I go to the station and I'm reloading a new card, obviously, because mine is gone along with my wallet so I'm getting myself set up and this guy walks up to me clearly this homeless guy and he walks up to me out of the blue the same day guys I kid you not and he goes can you believe that they're telling me I can't use this car because it was bought with stolen money I just like stopped dead in my tracks like what like first thing I'm like oh my god is he the one that stole it? I still don't know to this day. But can you imagine how like, ooh, like you can hear like this Twilight Zone music, like weird. And I kid you not, guys, like that is kind of not not the negativity surrounding that, but the synchronicity surrounding that is kind of like I have tons of stories like that, and maybe I'll continue to share. But yeah. So anyway, I got way sidetracked there, but I just thought that was really an interesting story. Um, But I started working and doing events there and I got into events and really found myself doing quite a lot and volunteering and found myself doing all sorts of graduations, stuff like that. And finally, in my career, I had ended up moving back to... Uh, Dallas, Texas, because I forgot to mention that at one point I lived in Dallas. <laughs> um, I moved back there and took a job where I started working um, as an event manager in the pharmaceutical and biotech industries. And there were all these promises of international travel, and there was lots of travel happening. And I was traveling a lot so much so that I just didn't have time to do anything, I could barely wash my clothes. Um, and the travel was really nice and we would get pick up in nice cars and live in the best hotels and eat the best food at the best restaurants and super nice. But it was so, so stressful. Oh my gosh, I have stories from that that will blow your mind. Like so, so stressful. I would work long days, always high heels, um, just looking out of the windows of my high rise hotels, wishing that I could be out there actually with the travelers or with the locals or whatever, you know, just, um, able to say that I had gone to this place, but never truly able to experience it. And I also would never get assigned the international trips. I just kept waiting, you know, it's like, I'm on the bench, like throw me in coach. I would never get the international trips. And so that job became very taxing for me. And I knew around the time that it was just becoming stressful and I wasn't getting what I really signed up for and I wasn't getting what I really wanted. I started researching other ways to make my life work and other ways to see the world. And for me, I had always wanted to be a full time entrepreneur. Um, There were always reasons and excuses for why I couldn't make that happen. And so when the opportunity presented itself and I had already wrapped my mind around this idea of living out of my suitcase, which is crazy. Just when I put myself back in that position of being this person that lived in this nice loft and drove a BMW and had nice Italian leather furniture and everything was decked out and all of the nice designer bags I had and designer shoes I had and you know, just a wardrobe, a crazy wardrobe full of clothing and a very stable, very conservative lifestyle, by the way. Um, so for me to wrap my brain around this, it was a matter of me being completely and utterly fed up with the status quo and what I was experiencing in my life. I was not dating. There was nothing on the dating front. I have no children. I was tired of just going to brunch every Sunday with the girls. I just was not fulfilled. Um, you know, you're stressed at work. I didn't have an ideal family situation. I just felt like despite the fear and despite how insane it sounded to actually start selling my things, I knew that I could not just keep doing the same thing that I had been doing and that, you know, I had been given this information. I see that people are out here doing this. I had to give myself a chance. There were a few things that were appealing. I could travel the world and see things and I could run a business and be creative. I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. And I'm like, is this better to me than all of my, you know, I've got my Louis Vuitton and my Kate Spades and my, you know, Tory Burch and all of my, you know, my like, I'm just like, I had to really ask myself, I'm like, are you going to do this? And I thought, I can do that. You know, I'll do it for a while. At least I'll go three months and go around Asia. And I was like, I'm not backpacking. I'm not a backpack girl. I'm not going to do that. But I will because, you know, the term is always backpack around Asia. I was like, I can pull my luggage around Asia <laughs> um, and I'll just do three months. So I'm going to put my car up in a storage. That was the plan. So I call, I arrange, I'm going to put the car in storage and then two days before I leave, I see something online and they're like, here's a place you can list your car to just sell it online through an app. And I thought, oh yeah, sure. I'm going to list it. There's no way I'm going to have time to sell it in two days, but I'm just going to list it and see what happens. Right. And in my mind, I'm thinking maybe I'll leave someone my key. Maybe, you know, while I'm gone, if it wants to be sold, I'm just kind of tinkering around with the idea in my mind. Within minutes of me putting my car on that app, this guy calls me the same day we're at the bank. By the evening, I'm walking away about to catch an Uber because he has purchased my beautiful dream BMW. And I'm like, oh my God. So guys, at this point, I've given up my title, I've given up the company credit card, the company laptop. The access to all of the travel that they give me. This identity around being this, you know, professional woman that works in the corporate environment. My loft, you know, I'm still in it, but I'm selling stuff. All of my bags, I kept a few. I kept a few. um, But for the most part, (laughs) all gone. My shoes, all of my stuff, all of my beautiful decor, all of this is stripped Okay. And I'm having sort of an identity crisis. Like, okay, who am I? Oh my gosh. Because you got to remember, if you look at that blog now, you see Pretty Brown Nomad. At the time, I hadn't even envisioned the blog, the Pretty Brown Nomad, any of that. I hadn't even, honestly, I didn't even think I wanted to do a travel blog and I fought it for some time, to be completely honest. I just knew that at that time, I was not, I could not go back and do the traditional way of working a job and going through all of that. But to find myself standing there completely stripped of all of that stuff, it's, um, it's an interesting space to be in. And I literally, I had a few people that I saw online that talked through the process, but none of them looks like me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'd never seen someone that looked like me that said, "Hey, this is what I did. I've saw them go off and che- teach, you know, English in China. I've seen them be travel bloggers, but you know, they have their home base that they go to. I'd never seen a uh, an African American woman, especially middle in her mid 30s, say, "You know what? I gave all of that up, my career, my stuff, all of those things that, you know, made me feel like this is who I was I gave all of that up to pursue a dream that was literally a dream because I couldn't predict that any of this would work in fact for my first few months I kept thinking all right just go another month and then I remember three months all right we're gonna go another just a couple months and then it was six months and, and the whole time I'm like I cannot believe this and people are like wow you're traveling you're doing I'm like I can't believe it I can't believe it you know it's so funny we can look at people and think you know to us that's just who they are and that's what they do and that's how people saw me like wow you know you're traveling and I'm like I cannot believe this like my background just doesn't warrant that I put myself on my first airplane in my 20s I never traveled my family never traveled um so it's just mind-blowing I didn't get my my passport until I was in my 30s so to experience that, I was constantly in this state of "Can you believe my life?" You know, I'd call or talk to friends. It's like I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. <laughs> it's crazy. And then there were people who didn't believe it in a very negative way. You know, it was just like, "What are you doing?" Um, you know, when are you going back to work? Or, you know, there was a lot of negativity surrounding it, and there's still negativity because people don't get it. Um, and that's okay. I think that it may be part of my purpose to help people to get it and so that's a lot of what i do on my platform is try to help people to understand it and while a lot of people are now seeing that a lot of african americans are traveling in groups or you're seeing the um You're seeing a lot of the bloggers come out and talk about how they get to travel and they're showing you discounts. I think that I am happy to show that you can live on the road and not be a dirty hippie (laughs) or this irresponsible uh, person that, you know, has nothing going for themselves or they're not achieving anything. And that's absolutely not what's happening. Um, I am very much working a lot. More so than I, than I hope to be in the future at, at this point. But I can start. I'm starting to see things turn around. But I'm very much working. I'm very much using those same skills that I used in corporate America. I'm very much connected with people. I'm very much still connected with corporate America and doing work for them, but remotely. And so I'm happy to share how people are able to work remotely now and travel and take their work with them. And I'm happy to enlighten people and let them know that, you know, I had friends that say, oh, I would just get tired. I would just want to go home. I couldn't just keep doing that. And I'm like, because in your mind, your idea of traveling is going out a couple of weeks before getting all of your vacation clothing and you know doing all this hustle and bustle because you're gonna go vacation and then you're getting up early in the morning and you're keeping a tight schedule and you're going to this place and that place and that place that's not what a nomadic lifestyle is a nomadic lifestyle is i am just living so just like you get off work and watch netflix i'm in the evening times watching netflix just like you work your job during the day I work my job during the day. I just may work it from a coffee shop or from bed. And so I just want to be able to help people to start to wrap their brains around this idea of um, a nomadic lifestyle. They say that by 2030, there will be a billion people living the lifestyle. And there's a million different ways that it can be done. Um, no one has to do it exactly the way that I do it. Uh, but people can do it on their own terms for sure. And I am actually releasing an ebook. Uh, probably by the time you hear this, the ebook will be out and it's called how to be a modern day nomad on your own terms. And you should really check that out and grab a copy, uh, should be somewhere on my website. So yeah, that's me, you guys, that's where I am. I really hope that this podcast is a way that I'm able to really really be more visible and talk more to my audience and speak more to my audience and connect and network and all of that good stuff. I'm really excited about it and I thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Um I hope that you can can hear the excitement and I hope that it's a chance for people to just be authentic about what entrepreneurship looks like and how it feels and And I know that I already can tell from putting it out there, I'm going to be talking to a lot of coaches, a lot of people who are in the travel industry, a lot of bloggers, all of those things that I am, (laughs) because I I fit somewhere in those scopes from blogging to digital entrepreneurship to coaching. That's kind of like all of those things are my thing. And so I attract a lot of people like that. So this will be a great place for you to get that feel of things. Okay, guys. So. Yeah, um, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I hope that you enjoyed just hearing from me. And if you have any ideas about the podcast, especially for me, obviously I have this set up for guests. But if there are things that you want to hear of specifically from me, feel free to send me an email at info at prettybrownnomad.com. And uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. You have been listening to the Dream Job Dream Life Podcast with me, Tally Love, creator of Pretty Brown Nomad, a travel and lifestyle blog. If you would like to share a story about your own personal journey towards living the life of your dreams, be sure to head over to prettybrownnomad.com and reach out to me there. Thank you for listening. And remember, there's very little time for sleep when you are truly in pursuit of a dream.